Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The veteran who's played in more postseason games than any other chief tied with Travis Kelsey. Townsend will hold it. 11 seconds left in Super Bowl 57, 35, 35 tie. The kick is good, and Kansas City leads 38-35 with eight seconds to go in regulation in Super Bowl 57. Harrison Butker with a little mini redemption in the middle of the Super Bowl, right? Loses, I would say, some of that swag that he walks out there on the field with. Uh, because his earlier field goal that would have given the Chiefs a lead in the first half of the Super Bowl does not go through the uprights. Instead, it's a doink loud enough to be picked up on the cameras, picked up on the microphones. <laughs> if uh, if you need to hear a doink, well, they, they replayed it multiple times. But later in the game, eight seconds to go, as a matter of fact, with plenty of time to think about it, the Chiefs kicker is able to hit a 25-yard field goal that puts the Chiefs in front with just eight seconds remaining. And we work our way backward from there. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. A second Super Bowl win, a second Vince Lombardi trophy in four seasons. And there is no doubt that Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. There is no doubt that as much as the Chiefs get so much attention for their offense, and they should. The quarterback had a record number of yards from scrimmage this year. Travis Kelsey is one of the best ever. Those two, plus the offensive coaching staff and that offensive line, rebuilt after a Super Bowl disappointment two seasons ago. They deserve a ton of credit. All of the accolades you can throw at them because it's a whole new group of receivers and a rookie running back. Actually, think about it. Two Chiefs rookies score touchdowns in this game. But as much as we could talk about the offense scoring on every possession in the second half, it is not fair. I know life is not fair. It is not fair to overlook the defense. It is not fair. It may not be a team that you 
point to and say, oh, yeah, the defense can win games for them. Maybe that's not what you think of. But I am continually impressed with the big game mentality and the big play mentality of the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Welcome to CBS Sports Radio and the After Hours Super Bowl postgame show. I know it makes me sound old, but this is my 11th Super Bowl postgame show here on CBS Sports Radio, launching forward into a new decade. As the Chiefs earn another Vince Lombardi trophy, we've got all the huge moments from the game, courtesy of Merrill Reese, the Eagles radio play-by-play voice, Mitch Holtis, who you just heard on Chiefs Radio, and then our friend Kevin Harlan calling yet another Super Bowl for Westwood One. It is hard to believe another season is in the rearview mirror. But the confetti, well, it's in places where confetti shouldn't be. <laughs> they got a lot of cleaning up to do there in Glendale and some questions to answer about the field, actually. We'll talk about that as we get to some of the ancillary details. We're going to throw a post up on our social media because, oh heavens, we didn't do enough social media last week. <laughs> a fill in the blank to wrap up this 2022 NFL season. Super Bowl 57 was what? You fill in the blank. You can find me on Twitter, A Law Radio. We'll put up a post on our show Twitter after hours, CBS, and then also on our Facebook page. Really good to hear from so many of you over the course of the weekend and really last week as we put up six videos. I don't know what I was thinking. I may never do that again, but six videos. (laughs) Poor producer Jay got lost in his video editor all hours of the day and night last week, but we had six very different videos with six very different subjects surrounding Super Bowl 57 and Super Bowl week. We're proud of that. I hope that you enjoyed your Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, And again, thanks so much for your support of our guests last week where we went quality over quantity and our foray into YouTube influencers. (laughs) I never want to be that thing ever, ever. (laughs) Finally, we got to the game and man, I was just ready. I was ready for the game to kick off. I spent most of the day, once I got home from church, I spent most of the day in the kitchen. I was writing. I was cooking. I was baking. I didn't want to get anywhere near the TV until it was time for the pregame festivities. But they were worth it. I took a bunch of notes, actually, during the pregame. And this year, I smartened up. And I took notes about the commercials because often... As I'm watching them, something will spark, and then I will forget which ones I liked, or I'll forget when they aired or who was in them or even what product they were hawking. So this year, I went ahead and took notes on the commercials as well. I know I'm a total unredeemable, I guess it's irredeemable, irredeemable nerd, but it helps me to keep everything organized. And yes, I have three pages of notes or three note cards, five by seven. I chose blue for the occasion because it felt neutral to me. It wasn't Eagles green. It wasn't Kansas City Chiefs red. It was just plain old blue. I know Chiefs fans are blue. Actually, Chiefs fans are angry. I've had a a bunch of them tell me to shut up on social media. (laughs) Let me guess. You're drunk and depressed and looking for someone to blame. (laughs) 
Oh, you never failed to disappoint social media. All right, so find me on Twitter or on Facebook if you want to talk about the game. Yay. Here's what you will not hear on this edition of After Hours. Me blaming the refs for making a call that was a by-the-book flag in the fourth quarter. Can I just insert this reminder before we start talking about the actual game? By telling the refs to, and, and the phrase is swallow their whistles. In this case, it's swallow their flags. By telling the officials and the referee to ignore fouls or violations in the fourth quarter, you are, in fact, asking them to exercise bias. If you would call it in the first quarter, then you have to call it in the fourth quarter. Otherwise, you are asking them to be aware of time and situation and score. Officials are not supposed to make calls based on time or situation or score. They're not supposed to make calls or not make calls based on who has the ball, how much time is left in the clock, and whether or not it's a tie game. A foul is a foul is a foul is a foul. And if you expect them to make it in the first quarter, or if these same officials would make that call in the first quarter, you can't ask them to ignore it in the fourth quarter just because there's less time left on the clock. By asking them to be aware of score and time, You're asking them to exercise bias. You're asking them to keep the flag in their pockets or keep the flag in their hands and not throw it because of who has the ball and how much time is left on the clock. That would be a lack of integrity. I don't know what more you need to hear. James Bradbury says it's a foul. We could see very clearly there was a handful of jersey and an arm around the left side of the back. Mike Pereira says it's a foul. It's a foul. If the official swallows his whistle, then you know what? He's showing bias in favor of the Eagles. I know you don't need me to remind you, but these things even out. The officials are damn near perfect, but of course they miss calls. Every game, there was a missed call earlier where an Eagles defender had a handful of jersey and it wasn't called. Again, by asking the officials to take note of how much time is left on the clock and not throw a flag because of that, you're asking them to put aside their training, to exercise bias, and that's a lack of integrity. And just for for kicks and giggles, at what point should we start doing that with the refs, right? At five minutes to go in the fourth quarter, no more calling flags. At four minutes to go in the fourth quarter, no more throwing the, the uh, yellow flags. Is that how it works? No, of course not. I get that you don't like it. And I understand it would have been more dramatic to see the Eagles get the ball back with under a minute to go and see what they could do. And I know it fits your narrative to assume the Eagles would have driven the field and had the tying field goal, but you can't assume that. Also, 
Remember when the knock on Andy Reid is that he did not know how to manage the clock in close and late situations? Huh. I guess that's out the window. No, it wasn't a dramatic finish where the Eagles have the ball and they're driving. Isaiah Pacheco falls down at the one-yard line. The Chiefs do exactly what the Eagles would have done in that situation, which is run out the clock and kick the field goal. I get it. The flag, it wasn't the narrative that you wanted. But is it why the Eagles lost the Super Bowl? Hell no. And it's not why the Chiefs won either. So there, I addressed it. The officials, they were doing their jobs. And honestly, there were very few flags in this game. I thought it was great. I thought we got to see the best of these two teams. We got to see adjustments at halftime. We got to see the best teams in the NFL settle the game on the field. We got to see Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, the other stars on offense. And actually, we need to be talking a heck of a lot more about the two offensive lines. Do you know these were the top two teams in terms of sacks this season? And there was one sack in the Super Bowl. And it wasn't even a sack that took place with a defender actually knocking down the quarterback. Oh, two. Sorry, there were two sacks. There were two sacks in the game that didn't take place until late. But they weren't even the kind where the quarterback gets flattened. Nah. They weren't even those kind of sacks. One of them was a coverage sack. So give credit to the offensive lines for these two teams. I think it's worth noting again that Two years ago, when the Chiefs were embarrassed by the Buccaneers' defense, when Patrick Mahomes had a terrible Super Bowl performance because he was running for his life the entire time, when the Chiefs' offensive line was exposed, they rebuilt that line. Five new guys on the offensive line for the 2021 season. And look at them now. 158 yards rushing. Actually, that's not even... The, the game that Kansas City puts out there and against one of the best defenses in the NFL, against the Eagles and that defensive front, they rush for 158 yards. <laughs> Keep in mind, by the way, the Chiefs barely had the ball for eight minutes in the first half. Isn't that insane? Eight minutes in the first half. Plus 14 minutes time of possession for the Eagles in the first half. And they had a 10-point lead. Anybody remember how the Chiefs were down 10 points to the Niners in their first Super Bowl win? So not only is it two Super Bowl wins in four years for Andy Reid and Kansas City, but in both, they've had to rally from 10 points down in the second half. Confidence very often comes with experience. Cool and poise and calm under pressure very often comes with the fact that you're comfortable in situations where others would be feeling the pressure. The Chiefs don't. I'm not saying they're perfect. Heck no. But this group of guys... The core group, they've changed the secondary. They've changed a bunch of their receivers. 
But the core guys who set the tone, they've got so much experience. It reminds me of the Golden State Warriors. They're as close, as impervious to pressure as you can be in these situations. And so they fight and scratch and claw back in. They score on every possession in the second half. And we get a three-point margin of victory for the Chiefs on a field goal with eight seconds to go. Not sure what more you could ask for. So we're going to take a break, and then we're going to dive in, start from the beginning. Well, start from the beginning of the game. I'll get to my pregame observations, my halftime, and my commercial observations a little bit later in the show. But even as the postgame reaction is still pouring in, want to make sure we get you everything you need to be informed and also entertained. So find us on Twitter, After Hours CBS. Super Bowl 57 was what? It's another Vince Lombardi trophy for the Chiefs. Hashtag Captain Obvious. Our phone number, 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. Just getting started. Thrilled to be hosting another Super Bowl postgame show here on After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. The Philadelphia Eagles, the Kansas City Chiefs. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Super Bowl 57 in Glendale, Arizona, featuring two teams that did have Super Bowl wins in the last five years. So we're not talking fresh blood here. No, no sentimental favorite, I would say, in this game. Just the two best teams all season long, both with records of 16 and 3. The exact same number of points scored this season, both with phenomenal quarterbacks who were NFL MVP finalists, though Patrick Mahomes ends up winning that award on Thursday night, both with very prolific offenses and defenses that would have to step up to the challenge. Now, the Eagles got a lot more attention for their defense, notably because they had four defensive Linemen who had four, at least 10 sacks, right? So they were used to getting pressure on the quarterback by only bringing pressure from their front four. They'd been so good at it all season long, tough and physical. And I would say generally able to wreak havoc and win those individual battles along the line enough to be able to drop the rest of their guys or use the rest of their guys in coverage without having to send, for the most part, send defenders to corral the quarterback. They were among the best in the league pretty much every position. And what do we see initially? That ball control mentality. Now, Philadelphia does it by being aggressive and by trying to pick up chunk yardage even on the first downs. And their game plan worked to perfection in that first half. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You can find our show Twitter, After Hours CBS. We're asking you to fill in the blank. I can't believe it's over. Another season is done. But yes, with it behind us, fill in the blank. Super Bowl 57 was what? 
Philly really kept that ball moving on the first drive. And again, right away, you could see what the game plan was. Be aggressive, but keep that ball in our possession. 11 plays, including six first downs. And they go 75 yards on the opening drive. After the Chiefs warmed up, they cooled down, just sitting around waiting for the Eagles to score on that opening possession. Oh, they're in the rugby scrum. It's a quarterback sneak on first and goal. A flag thrown. Hurts is shoved from behind. Pushed across the goal line. Scoring there. But let's see the flag. It looks to be on the Chiefs. With five minutes gone in the first, a game-opening drive by the Eagles. The Eagles have had an opening drive touchdown in all three of their postseason games this year. Not to mention that was their 10th rushing touchdown of the postseason. Remember they, oh no, wait, I take that back. That was their eighth, excuse me. They had four against the Giants and three in the NFC Championship game. And so that was their eighth. They ultimately would end up with 10, (laughs) but adding to their haul in this postseason. But Kansas City answers, and it's really funny, too, because social media, I was was following on Twitter, blows up with, oh, buckle up. This is going to be one heck of a track meet. It certainly felt like that on the first two possessions. Uh, The Chiefs get two long receptions by Travis Kelsey. And so that becomes the narrative. You want everybody to settle down. You've got a bunch of receivers outside of Kelsey who have not played in the Super Bowl. You've got rookies out there. What you want everybody to do is take a breath and settle and not be so hyped up and full of adrenaline that they make mistakes. So what do you do? Well, you use Travis Kelsey because this stage is not too big for him. And for Mahomes to be able to use not just his favorite target, but to be able to use him in different ways. If you need to run him out wide like a wide receiver, send him downfield into the corner of the end zone, well, he can do that too. Mahomes in the pocket, floats a pass near side, Kelsey over the shoulder, he's got the catch, he's got the touchdown! Kansas City, a beautifully thrown ball as Mahomes to Kelsey, 18 yards officially, and the 14th time that Patrick Mahomes has found Travis Kelsey for a postseason touchdown second in National Football League history. Were you guys watching when, I think it was Greg Olson who was talking about the preparation of Nick Sirianni and his defensive coaching staff and how they tried throughout the week, well, the two weeks leading up to this game, they tried to simulate Travis Kelsey with their practice squad, but nothing that they put on paper was actually what he was doing. (laughs) Build the beast. The fact is that Travis Kelsey makes it up as he goes along. And honestly, he adjusts to Patrick Mahomes. They very often, and we've heard them talk about this before, they'll come up with something unique in the huddle. They will go backyard style, if you will. And Kelsey, he'll make up routes. And so whether he's, well, he's never really your typical tight end, but whether he's running a route that they've seen before or whether he's just going to an open space and believing that Patrick Mahomes is going to drop the ball into him when he's got a mismatch, that's the beauty of their relationship. 
I tell you, they're one of the best married couples in sports. They finish each other's sentences. They know each other inside and out. So, yes, a streaking Travis Kelsey over the top of the safety Epps for an 18-yard score that ties the game. And we're at 7-7 after the first quarter. Why? Because this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, Harrison Butker had his embarrassing moment on the Super Bowl stage. Waiting for the go sign is Townsend. Good snap by Winchester. Swinging the right leg through is Butker. Oh! And the kick is no good. He misses it wide left. And the Chiefs lose their opportunity to take the lead. And the score stays 7-7. And the Eagles will take over at the point of the missed kick. I'm not laughing at Harrison Butker. I'm laughing because it wasn't even a doink. The camera and it was so, well, the camera and the microphones, they were so close to be able to pick up the noise. It was more of a clang. Good snap by Winchester. <laughs> Swinging the right leg through is Butker. And the kick is no good. As someone who digs audio and sound effects, that's got to be one of my favorites. But, of course, Harrison Butker is crushed. That's his opportunity to give the Chiefs the lead in the first quarter. It doesn't happen. And as I say, we're tied after one. Now, with the ball early in the second quarter, right away, we saw the Eagles go back to the aggressive approach. Uh, They are a team that has... Many weapons, and while they do want to control the ball and they can run you to death most of the time, they also went out and traded for A.J. Brown in the offseason with the Titans. He felt like he was disrespected in Tennessee, but not in Philadelphia, where he quickly became the number one wide receiver. First and ten, first play of the second quarter. The snap goes to Hurts. He fakes the hand up, has time, winds up, long pass, far side, caught over the shoulder, touchdown, Brown! Far side, touchdown, Eagles! A.J. Brown, 45-yard strike! That's Kevin Harlan on Westwood One, and I hope you don't mind. We're mixing up the various voices just because it sounds so cool to go from the Chiefs radio network to the Eagles, and then, of course, to our friend Kevin Harlan. So, yes, that touchdown made it 14-7, and it's crazy, right, because we see the physical 
tone that the Eagles set with a Jalen Hurts and the quarterback sneaks. And and honestly, we didn't see a whole lot of uh, the, the other running backs for the Philadelphia Eagles. We saw, a, I guess, a healthy mix of them, but not not any long backbreaking runs that was left to Jalen Hurts, but Kenneth Gainwell, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott—they each had a few opportunities. It was mostly Jalen. I mean, that's what we saw when it came to that uh, that running element. But they want to use the run to set up the pass, and they certainly can create mismatches because of the size and the speed of their receivers. Whether it's AJ Brown, whether it's Devonte Smith. Whether it's Dallas Goddard, boy, did we see some really impressive moments for their tight end. And so it's 14-7 after that touchdown, and then a three and out by Kansas City. This is where you start to see the tide turn in the first half. As soon as that three and out happens, Philadelphia, it's almost like they clicked into a different gear. More that killer instinct. So Philly is on the move again, and this might have been the only mistake the Eagles made in the first half. Spread set. Hurts by himself in the backfield. Threat to run and throw. Crouches down. He wants to run it. The ball's out. He kicks the ball. It's picked up by Kansas City. They're going to the 20, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, Kansas City. A defensive score by Nick Bolton. I still can't get over the fact that at that point in the game, at that point in the second quarter, the Chiefs, first of all, it felt like Patrick Mahomes hadn't touched the football in an hour, but the Chiefs had barely had the possession on offense for seven minutes, and the game is tied. That's the crazy thing about football, really sports in general, is that sometimes the stats and the numbers do not tell the story. And in this case... You would never have believed that the Eagles were dominating the football and dominating time of possession in what was a tie game. So, yeah, Nick Bolton, huge performance for him on the Super Bowl stage. And actually, did you see how the ball bounced right up to him? Sometimes that never happens. That thing is a slippery little sucker. You can have 17 guys jump on it, and somehow it squirts out the side, a hole through somebody's legs. But in this particular case, as Jalen Hurts drops the football, and really it just slipped out of his hand, he drops the football, and it bounces perfectly to a Nick Bolton who never breaks stride and is able to go all the way into the end zone for a 36-yard fumble return for the touchdown that tied the score. And then did you notice... If you weren't stuffing your face with your second round of dip or wings and pizza, did you notice that Jalen Hurts got back out on the field like a man on a mission? I don't necessarily believe this is the right play, although it worked, but it seemed like he was not going to share the football with anyone else on that drive. It was Jalen or it was nothing (laughs) when they got the ball back. But they did get the ball back. And he has a couple of really impressive moves that remind you why this guy not only has become the leader of one of the top teams in the NFL, but why he's got people raving about him, his leadership, his vision, his ability to see the play unfold and know what's called for in that moment. Kansas City would be getting great field position. Let's see if they can pick it up. Fourth and five. Hurts in the gun. Hurts back. He's going to run the quarterback draw. 
and he is going to get it. 40, 35, 30, 25, 20. Great call. Great call? Is that it's what you're great. saying now? It's a great call. Great call. Kansas City 4, first and goal. Eagles tied 14 just before the two-minute warning. In the shotgun is Hurts. 12th play of this Eagle drive. Shotgun snap. Hurts will run. Got a block from the guard. He runs in. Touchdown. The Eagles have taken the lead late in the first half in Super Bowl 57. I'm telling you, Jalen was a man on a mission on that drive before halftime. He had the rushing attempt uh, on fourth and five. He goes 28 yards. Uh, actually had another rushing attempt that went 14 yards on that drive. So two long runs that picked up first downs. Plus, he scrambles in untouched for the four-yard TD, courtesy of a nice block by his center, Jason Kelsey. And at that point, Jalen already has three touchdowns in the first half. Merrill Reese on Eagles Radio and then Kevin Harlan on Westwood One. There's a moment that scared a lot of people there late inside the final two minutes of the first half. It's on a third down, and Mahomes is trying to move around. He's trying to get away from a defender. He gets dragged down uh, way short of the first down marker, but of greater concern than them having to punt the ball back is that his ankle gets wrenched sideways on a tackle by TJ Edwards. And the second that he stands up, he can't put pressure on that right foot, the one that had the high ankle sprain. He limps off in tons of pain. He's grimacing. You don't see how bad it is until he gets to the bench and takes off his helmet. And then he he's trying to do everything he can to hold in the, the screams of pain. Puts his head down on, I guess it was an athletic trainer who was sitting next to him or a doctor who was sitting next to him. Uh, and so that was a really concerning moment uh, where it looked like that high ankle sprain may finally come back to bite him in the rear end. Philadelphia, meanwhile, is able to go the other way and get more points before the half. Jake Elliott with a 35-yard field goal. And if you were looking at social media, there are a lot of people who are burying the Chiefs at this point. And I, it, it did not look good. Did you know the Chiefs were 0 for 3? 0 for 3 on third downs in the first half. I'm not sure what's more stunning. The fact that they were over on third down conversions or that they only had three opportunities. I don't know when that happened the last time. But Philadelphia was plus 14 minutes in time of possession in the first half. More than doubled up the Chiefs in total yardage. 17 first downs to six for Kansas City. And as I say... Casey is over three on third downs in the first half. The Eagles six for 10. It was an overwhelming performance for the Eagles before the break. But they don't hand out the Vince Lombardi trophy after one half. (laughs) (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) All right, we'll get to the second half coming up. You can find me on Twitter, Radio, asking you to fill in the blank. The Super Bowl or Super Bowl 57 was what? And then on our Facebook page, too, our phone number, 855-212-42. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. The Chiefs have yet to convert a third down. They're 0 for 3. And the Eagles are 3 for 3. Chiefs have an eye set, but they have got Sky Moore. They're going to hand it off to Jarek McKinnon inside. He's at the 45. He lined up at fullback. It gets out to the 48-yard line, gaining 14 yards. McKinnon, sneaky. There was Sky Moore was the tailback, and the fullback was Jarek McKinnon, and he gets it on a trap play for 14 yards and a Chiefs first down. They hand it off. Left guard. It goes. Touchdown, Kansas City. Isaiah Pacheco blasting in behind the block of Joe Tooney, the left guard, and the Chiefs get a badly needed touchdown drive on this first drive of the third quarter. At 9.30 to go, third quarter. Off the field, on the money, and after hours, it's time to talk football with Amy Lawrence. It was a positive start out of the halftime locker room for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now remember, they won the coin flip and deferred. Right, They actually gave the Eagles the ball to begin the game, and it did hurt them. It came back to bite them because the Eagles had such a long drive, and and it was really the start of them uh, being able to dominate the ball in time of possession and put 24 points on the board in the first half. One more stat I'll throw at you before we pick up in the second half. The Chiefs had 20 total offensive plays in the first half. The Eagles had 17 first downs. That's, again, how lopsided the first half was. And the Chiefs found themselves in a 10-point hole. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. The Chiefs come out of that halftime locker room with a 75-yard drive. Lots of different weapons involved. So Patrick Mahomes spreading the ball around. He also has a 14-yard scramble in the red zone. And ultimately, it's Isaiah Pacheco who has the one-yard touchdown run. Now, on the next Philadelphia drive, so their first possession of the second half, we see 
a couple of mistakes, right? Not the type of mistakes that you would think, uh uh-oh, they're unraveling, they're coming apart. Oh, no, this is the turning point. It wasn't that drastic. But with the game just separated now by three points, you had two drops by Eagles wide receivers. And then you had the Dallas Goddard catch on third down, which kind of offered some redemption and brought them back to even, even though it was reviewed. A third and 14 after a delay of game against the Eagles on this drive. And Jalen Hurts is able to find Goddard on the right sideline. It's a juggling catch. It kind of glances off his helmet as he's leaping up between two defenders. They went back. They reviewed it. They determined that his left foot was on. How do I remember this thing? This detail. His his left foot was on the ground as he re-secures the football. And then he drags his right foot before he went out of bounds. So after looking at it, they give the Eagles the first down. So the Chiefs fail to get off uh, get off the field. The Chiefs defense fails to get off the field despite having a third and 14. Then you have a quarterback sneak by Jalen Hurts on fourth down. So once again, it's a, a relentless dry. It's a relentless possession where the Eagles generally wear down opposing defenses. They have another delay of game, though, and Kansas City is able to then tighten up on D and force the field goal. At this point, with Jake Elliott's 33-yarder, by the way, that was the 17th play of the drive. The 17th play of the drive. (laughs) That means it's a six-point advantage for the Eagles. So it's 27-21 when the Chiefs see the ball again, and you could see the rhythm. It was carried over from that opening drive of the second half, more like what you expect from the Chiefs. And actually, this drive carries into the early, early seconds of the fourth quarter. They're going to throw a quick pass to Tony. He's got it on the edge. He will walk into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Kadarius Tony on a pick route to the near side. Couldn't be more wide open. A five-yard touchdown pass from Mahomes. And now Butker can give the Chiefs the first lead of the game. Kadarius Tony, the former Giant, who's familiar with the Eagles, <laughs> didn't do much of that with New York, uh, but definitely found a niche with the Kansas City Chiefs. That's Mitch Holtis on Chiefs Radio. So, yeah, that rhythm, they pick up where they left off, even though, again, they were forced to sit on the sidelines as an offense for quite a long time. But there's a couple of catches in there by Juju Smith-Schuster, Isaiah Pacheco with some gritty runs. G-R-I-T-T-Y, not G-R-I-D-D-Y. And it's Kadarius Tony who finishes off that drive with a five-yard touchdown reception. And it was kind of cool. And I know they went over this on the Fox broadcast with Greg Olson. But Tony, with some misdirection, cuts in. The, the defense thinks he's going across or is going to run a slant. And he stops on a dime and bam, goes back to the right side of the end zone. And the defense is so faked out that he's completely all alone. And that's the misdirection, the motion that Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy like to use. So it's the first lead of the game for the Kansas City Chiefs, which is crazy, right? 28-27 in the fourth quarter and also First deficit of this postseason for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's how dominant they have been. But then they go three and out. And 
maybe we should call the fourth quarter the Kadarius Tony quarter of the Super Bowl. And Seabars will punt and sends it down the middle looking into the whites. It was retrieved at the 30-yard line by Kadarius Tony. He dances and breaks the tackle. Runs laterally on the 35. Blockers ahead the near side 40. Blocker at the 50 on the near sideline the 40. Getting a block at the 30 down the near sideline the 20. He gets another block at the 10. He spins to the 5. This kid's electric. Oh, gas. No break. Down to the 5. Down to the 5. In the center of the field with McKinnon the running back. A fast left side, wide open, Sky Moore, touchdown! Kansas City on a pivot route, and Kansas City has a chance now to get up by eight points on a four-yard touchdown pass by Holmes to Sky Moore. Did not have a TD in the regular season. He's got one now. That's what I mean about those rookies, the young players, Sky Moore, Isaiah Pacheco, but it's Kadarius Toney, not even a full season with the Chiefs, who sets that up. Longest punt return in Super Bowl history, believe it or not, just shy of a touchdown. But the Eagles are able to answer right back. He is back. He is going deep. He's got Devontae Smith, and Devontae Smith is out of bounds at the one. Out of bounds at the one. They line up. They push, they sneak, and they're in for the touchdown. No, let's say yes. They are. They are. They are no, in yes, for the touchdown. No. Yes. Sanders off his left hip. He gets the ball. He'll run it himself. The five to the near side. Got a block. Spins. Dives. He got in. The two-point conversion. He touches the gold end zone. Gets it in and ties the game at 35. I was fired up there, 35-35 with five minutes to go in Super Bowl 57. Exactly what we wanted. So, yeah, you could see the quicker pace with the Eagles on that drive when they were down by eight points, right? They need not just the touchdown, which they get from Devont- or from uh, Jalen Hurts after a deep shot to Devontae Smith, but they also need the two-point conversion. Did that line us up perfectly? Final five minutes of the Super Bowl. We hit it next after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.